everybody. Welcome to another Ignite Visibility University podcast. I am so excited because today we have Randy Jasinski, who is an IT leader. He's got a couple decades of experience in uh, technical transformation with Fortune 500 companies, mid-sized businesses. He's president of 5P Consulting, who's a firm that I've worked with for a really long time. Really great stuff we're getting into today around data, architecture, and, and that's what his business offers, cloud infrastructure consulting, business architecture consulting, data architecture consulting. This is the stuff, everybody, where the industry is headed for digital marketing, and that's why I'm so pumped up about this interview. It's this data visualization, and so we're going to get into all that. I want to get into things like value-based bidding, Salesforce, you know, data visualization, these burning questions that marketers have right now. And there's nobody better to do it um, than Randy. We'll have an open discussion about that. But before we do, Randy, tell us just a little bit about you. How'd you get started? What, what's that journey been like to uh, getting to where you are today? Right. Yeah, thanks, John. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, like you said, I've been in uh, this area for over 20 years. I really, I got my start in sales. So I was doing sales for hardware and that was a long time ago. I don't want to age myself, but <laughs> that's really where I began. But what happened was I really was intrigued and interested in the technical side of it. So I switched over into the IT group at that point and started my career in IT and shifted there. I built out actually a, a digital commerce platform at that company. And then I moved on from there and I did consulting for a while for areas like ERP and CRM, a lot of business system type stuff. And then from there, I moved on. I, I worked at a uh, major corporation for a while doing a lot of digital transformation in areas like sales and operations and customer service. And at 5P really, you know, the, the thing that I focus on is helping organizations uh, transition from where they are today into, you know, future state uh, digital experiences to help them improve their business. So, you know, uh, the areas that I tend to hone in on include things like sales and commerce, customer service and marketing and kind of putting a wrap around all that to help them into the future state. So what's that been like over the last two years, 2020, 2021? I mean, have you, have you seen, I mean, obviously a lot of stuff's coming online. Like, like how are you kind of helping people with that? And has that really been like exacerbated um, over, you know, the course of all this COVID stuff and things like that? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, there's, there's no doubt. I mean, it's been going on for years, right? I mean, the transition and the, the technology has blossomed. Uh, but I think when COVID hit, you know, um, what I saw was a couple different things. You know, there was this little pause at the beginning where nobody really knew what the heck to do. But then some companies really started taking it to the next level and saying, we have to pivot our business. In some cases, you know, they might have been a business to business type organization. And when COVID hit, suddenly there are traditional channels of how they sold, whether it was via you know, having sales individuals go out and sell products or retail channels. Well, that stopped or near stopped. So the, it was critical at that point for them to pivot to go direct to consumer. So commerce became a big thing. Uh, the other thing I think that's really happened is that the technology has really, really improved dramatically just in the last few years. And I think companies are, are starting to see that and get the value out of it. And, it, and the price is also decreasing. So we, you know, people think of Amazon and that experience of those big companies and what they used to be able, how they 
interact with those companies. That's come down a level where companies that want to give their customers that experience is available, where just a few years ago would have been very difficult. It's amazing some of the things that 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 your firm has done for us, and you know, just to give everybody our listeners just just a glimpse into that. I mean, picking all the right technology, project management systems, uh, taking a look at you know visualization all the way down to the the person within Salesforce as far as how much revenue is being managed, mapping out really our entire organization online. We operate a hundred percent virtually now, and. Um, so, you know, kind of along those lines, Randy, you know, where do you see digital commerce going in 2022? Like, what are the big trends? What are people asking you? Like, what, what are you really excited about? I mean, is it the type of stuff that you helped us with? Or, or are there other things that, that we haven't even gotten to yet? I think it's, you know, some of the stuff I'm seeing is that the organizations that are really embracing the changes and understanding where they need to go to get ahead of their competition are, are really pushing the envelope on this stuff. So, you know, like I had mentioned, you have um, companies that were, you know, a traditional manufacturing company that were going business to business are now putting in place technology to sell to the consumer. And it's easy to say, well, all we really want is, you know, we want a button that says buy, I can see my product, I can see the inventory, I can go in and look at my status. That's one element of it, but it's so much more than that because as the platform as a whole, it's like, now that I bought it, I want to be able to inquire about what's going on with that product. I want to be able to find information. I have a question. How do I get that question answered? I can go on your website and in a matter of seconds, there's a bot available to me that I can look at and ask a question. I get my information. If I pick up the phone, you know who I am. You can say, oh, hi, Randy, I know exactly what you need because I know what you bought. If you have a case, I can take that information. I can resolve your information and get it done immediately. You know, what company would you rather work for, work with a company that you have an excellent experience around all that with where you bought a product, had an issue, you picked up the phone or put something online and you get it resolved? Or we've all had those ones where you pick up the phone and you call the company and you can clearly tell they're fumbling around trying to figure out how to help you looking through seven different systems to get things answered. So it's the companies that are pushing the envelope on building a whole platform around that digital experience that I see um, in, is being where things are going and the customers that I'm working with, that really excites me. That's really exciting. And, you know, I, I think uh, to, to do that, you need to have good data visualization. And, you know, that plays a, a lot into digital marketing. You know, one of the things that we're coaching all of our clients to do, we're working on ourselves. And I really want to hear from you on this is like, how do you visualize all your data? So, so for example, say I have, you know, 100 people that came in from a, from a webinar, right? And then I've got 100 people that filled out our lead form but didn't become clients, right? I've got 150 people who are clients, right? I've got, you know, 10 people who used to be clients. Like, how, how, do, how should organizations be thinking about visualizing that data? You know, what are some systems they should be looking at? Like, how would you approach a project like that? Right. Well, I think the, the, the first 
fundamental thing there is being able to access all that different data, right? So if you look at a lot of companies, especially a more mature company, they're going to have multiple systems that they're getting that data from. They might have Salesforce. They might have a different e-commerce platform. They might have a marketing automation tool. They might have whatever. And it's, it's a combination of these tools. And then somebody comes along in the organization and says, we need to visualize and we'll be able to take all this data and use that data. Uh, so step one is how do you get to that data? So, you know, there's a couple different ways and there's really no right or wrong. It just depends on the company, but you need to look at different ways to consolidate that data. So find a platform so you can pull all that data together. And then there's plenty of really good tools that you can put on top of it for visualize, creating visuals against that data. Because once you have the data, it's easy to present the data in any form. And once you've got the crux of that, then you, know, you can go in a lot of different ways with this in terms of building out artificial intelligence, predictive analytics against that data to say, what we see today, what if we just throw this data together into some algorithms, what's going to outcome? We know what they've bought. We know what they do. We know what they've looked at from different marketing campaigns. Let's pull all that data together and say, what would they do if we presented them some additional information in a very, very specific one-to-one -one way, very tailored to them? And, and what we're finding is that when you do that, you increase your sales, you increase the experience for the customer. Nobody wants to be spammed with a bunch of emails all day, but when you get something that comes to you that's very specific and tailored to you, and you're like, that's exactly what I wanted. I need that. That's a positive experience, and the likeliness of them engaging with you is higher. It's really interesting. I love that. You know, I, I got to tell you, I have some clients, we have some clients who have um, Salesforce, Marketo, uh, Lead Pages, uh, Segment. Uh, you know, obviously data studio, uh, they're using uh, Google analytics, not, not for data tracking, but there, there is a little bit of data implication in there. And there's so many different systems uh, kind of, kind of working together. And, and, and we, we ask sometimes, you know, where's the database? Well, the database is actually like this live thing that's feeding back right. and forth and back and forth. Yeah. And um, from a marketing perspective, we're off, often tasked with, you know, uh, find the best data, use the best data to target the best people at the right point in the journey. I mean, what goes through your head when you hear that? Are, are you coaching people to simplify it all? Like is, or, or is it, you know, that, that really is how organizations need, need to operate now. Cause the tech's so good. They need to have all the best tech. I'm just curious. Right. Well, I, there's no one answer for that. Mm -hmm. So like I have clients that are all over the gamut, you know, like if I'm dealing with a client that's at the beginning of the journey, you know, maybe more of a startup where they're like, look, we're going to, we're going to start over. The, the best thing you can do is to try to consolidate the number of platforms you have. It's not, not to say you're going to get rid of everything, right? I mean, you can't, but if Salesforce is a platform for digital commerce that you're going to go with or Oracle or whatever it may be, use the tools that they have available rather than, you know, building a bunch of one-offs for different, different components, mm -hmm. because that way your data is in one location. And then yeah. as you build off little components, you're like, well, we need this. We found this one really awesome tool that does loyalty management. That's cool. We'll pull the data into the, the core yeah. platform and we can run the analytics off of that and present it. No problem. But if you got 12 of these, it's going to be a little bit more difficult.
So it's really important to establish that core platform is, is what I'm hearing and then and then rally around that um, for, for the organization and make sure that they understand that. But that's what we've done with Salesforce, really. Absolutely. And I, I feel like that that's been a good move for us. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you're a great example of that. And, and it's not always easy for companies to do it because company, you know, it's not uncommon, especially the larger organizations, the ones that have been around for quite a while, they'll have multiple CRMs, multiple ERPs. You brought up some other examples, right? It, and, it, it, and it's not easy to just say, well, we're just going to click a button and remove those things. Each of those are a huge undertaking in and of itself. So in those cases, we just work with them to figure out how are we going to make that work? What can we, how can we centralize some of this data? and go from there. So there's definitely advantages to companies that are able to take that step back, pick their platform and move forward. So if, if I'm, I'm, I've been running my organization, I'll give you an example. Say, this is not me, but say, say, say I'm a $50 million business, right? Uh, been running technology for a long time. I got technology in a lot of different places. Um, I, I just like, I, I wish I had a better handle on my data. What just what process would you walk through with with somebody just like systematically so they could get to a point where they feel better about it? Right. Well, the first thing, the first thing that we typically do um, is we start with an overall as is architecture like what, what is your current as is technology footprint right so it's it's as simple as just drawing that out right just picture a visio diagram we draw here you got these different systems here's the data ownership of these you can picture a bunch of arrows going back and forth and this is what you have today okay well we know that's pretty simple to do well what are you trying to do fundamentally what is your what is your goal you're probably trying to make some shift you want to be more competitive you want to be better than your customers and you want to increase sales. You want to have better tools available to you so you can market better, have a better experience for your customer. Okay, well, how are we going to do that with that current as is? Really quickly, we can look at that and based on experience that we've had, we can look at it and go, well, you're using these different tools. You have these one-offs here. You got this. What if we start to consolidate that into this platform? And like I said, we're not going to do that 100% across the board. There's some some of these outliers that we go, that thing's awesome. Let's keep that. But we can we can consume that data into the central commerce digital platform that we're trying to target. And by doing that, then we can build out the 2B. And by the way, that's good not only because of what we're talking about, but in the end, you typically are going to save money because instead of having licensing with 12 vendors, we're going to cut that down to five. Yeah, that's one of the things we went through. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm such a yes guy and I always want um, everybody in the organization to be happy. And so we had said yes to uh, maybe 15 different softwares at one point. And we had, <laughs> we had, we had, we had a, you know, it was so much redundancy. It's like, we have this tool and we have their three competitors, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and then, and, uh, and they all did the same thing slightly differently or in a little bit of a different box or something uh -huh. like that. Uh, so I love that. I love that savings and that process. That's, that's really fantastic. You know, you know, one of the things I'm getting asked about a lot is because Google basically, um, you know, we're a premier Google partner, you know, run, you know, uh, tens of millions of dollars, um, you know, a year just just in that platform. And they came to us and they said, John, one of the biggest things in 2022 and, and even 23, 24 is going to be value-based bidding. So what value-based bidding is, is this final sale, um, that final sale in the 
commerce platform and then kind of tying that back into your advertising and kind of connecting all the dots. I'm curious, are you getting a lot of questions around stuff like that right now, like full customer journey mapping and, and any digital marketing implications? Oh, big time. I mean, that's that's like probably one of the biggest you were you know like if you ask me what are some of those cool things that i see coming in 22 2022 and beyond this is definitely you're hitting kind of right on the crux of it so you know if you think about like digital commerce again most people are going to go well it's easy it's i see being able to go into a website place an order click a button i'm happy right i mentioned you know the ability to then have that experience of saying oh i got a problem with my product bam, the information is in front of me. It's really awesome. That's cool. I can also create a case, get that case resolved. That's awesome. Altogether, simple, very good experience. But in addition to that, when you get into the marketing aspect of it, by having all that data consolidated into one platform, you can really start to get into marketing automation in a one-to-one predictive way so like if you think about it this way it's like i i know you your habits i know how often you come to my website i know how often you're calling about things i know how often you're looking at us on social media and so i can take all this information and i can put it into some algorithms and i can say Based on what we know about this individual and individuals of similar backgrounds and similar profiles, I think John is going to like this. And then I can do a campaign around that that's very specific to John and show this to you. And when it comes to you, you're going to say, whether it's email or social or however I get that to you, when you see it, you're going to, it's going to really resonate with you and it's going to be sticky and you're going to look at it. And the likeliness of you clicking on that is very high, certainly higher than it would be if it was like, please buy from us, right? It's, this is really tailored specifically to you. So when you click on that, then when you come to the front end, it's right in front of you. So now like you've clicked on this specific product, I'm going to show it right to you right at the front. And there it is. It's like in a beautiful format where you say, that's exactly what they sent to me, I knew I needed it. And now I see it on the front end and I can really quickly get it. That's the kind of thing that you can do once you have a platform with all this data. And now you can start to really, really get into the marketing automation of it and do that one-to-one. Yeah, it's really amazing to kind of hear you talk about predictability and AI and, and the marketing um, things that you mentioned, uh, 110%. And I just see this huge difference between customers that have data and don't have data on the marketing perspective. Um, sometimes we'll get somebody, they might come to us, they might be spending a couple hundred grand a month, right? Pretty, pretty healthy budget, right? And um, they... They are running ads on Facebook, just relying on Facebook targeting, which has gotten so much worse after the Apple iOS update. Mm -hmm. And, um, but when they, and, and so there's that person, then there's a person who brings in their own data and the data is the specific people that they want to target and they have a lot more success. So it's, it's really interesting. So, you know, one of the things I wanted to ask you, we talked about tools a little bit and I just think like, just rattling, rattling off the top of your head, like, like I think marketers and, and IT people, they're always like really curious, like, 
like what are what's the best tech stack out there like what i just love to know from your perspective like what are people using the most is it is it salesforce marketo like if you just rattled off like the biggest names you're dealing right. with that you see, like you see the most success with that you don't absolutely like hate and you don't think that like this is the piece of junk like what 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 do you like randy like tell us tell us about that yeah i think it's there really is no one size fits all mm -hmm. um but you know, I feel, you know, I mean, there, there's probably, you could say there's a little bit of bias on it because there's certain tech stacks that I'm going to really like versus others, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, the ones you mentioned, Marketo, that's a decent one, of course. Um, probably the two that I, I get the most bang for buck out of are Salesforce and HubSpot in this specific mm. area. Um, and it just kind of depends. I think HubSpot, what I see is they have a really easy entry path they, they make it really easy for some for a smaller company or somebody who's uncertain about the future of what they're going to do with this they just they just feed you just enough to say we're going to give this to you it's super cheap no real obligations you can start out you can have a marketing automation campaign up and running in just days and it's good and you'll get to see some visualization you'll get to see some uh, data that comes back you can tie it in but they only give you enough just to get you going. And then of course, you know, from there you can grow it. And then they have a whole platform and they're spending a lot of money, you know, to, to radically improve that platform. I mean, the, the amount of resources that they've put on this, right, is, is mind blowing. Um, same thing with Salesforce, but Salesforce, um, I think is maybe not as easy out of the gate to get up and running. But as an overall platform, I think they're, you know, without a doubt, the top tier in terms of this area. Um, they've, they've, if you have your information within the Salesforce platform, or if you can get it within the platform, you know, no doubt that uh, the tools that they have available are amazing and where they're going. And by the day, the amount of innovation that they're doing on it is just mind blowing. So, so I'm, I'm a business owner. I'm trying to pick between HubSpot and I'm trying to pick between Salesforce. And what I'm hearing from you is HubSpot is um, easy entry, easier ease of use. Salesforce is um, harder barrier to entry, uh, more enterprise level customization capabilities. Is that how you would make that decision sort of? Right. I mean, I think that's definitely fundamental. And, and I think you know, I, I listen to individuals and companies and say, where are you today? And what do you think you're going to do in three to five years? And I, and, and that becomes part of that conversation. Yeah. It's like, if you get a lot of, we don't really have any budget for this. We don't really know where we're going. Um, this is just like a, almost like a crapshoot. We, we think we, we kind of get it. We know that marketing automation and we know that these things are important, but we can't rally behind it. That would probably lead me towards HubSpot. Yeah. Because of the easy entry to it and you can grow with it. However, if you're like, look at here we are today, we know that this is the future for us and we're going to invest in this and we want this to be something enterprise level and this is where we're going. It's probably going to be towards the Salesforce side of the house. Makes sense. Well, we did Salesforce with your company and I'm really happy that we did do it. It has paid off um, three times over. And I, I really, really appreciate the visualization we have there and the data. It's been fantastic. So that's awesome. Love yeah, to hear that. Yeah. You know, honest, honest recommendation right there. So, you know, as, as we're kind of, you know, talking about 
you know, moving into the future and things you're excited about, um, you know, and just for our listeners, as we're kind of wrapping up today, what, what are some of the main things you kind of want people to focus on when it comes to just like strategy overall for data going into 2022? Like where should their head be at? What should be kind of like top priorities for them, do you think? Right. Well, you know, I guess it depends on the goal. That's, that's a tough one to answer is like, this is what you should do. It just kind of depends on the organization and the goal. But what I really will say is that when COVID hit, a lot of companies just kind of took that pause on investment, right? Mm -hmm. And other companies did not, right? And there's reasons that are endless for that, you know, some companies just boomed because of COVID, the, their product boom, others suffered. But at the end of the day, um, investment into your digital strategy is really going to be important for your future for most companies. And you may or may not really fully grasp what that means. And but you, but you have to definitely look at it from a strategic perspective and say, what are we trying to do versus what our co competition is doing? And, and sitting still sometimes is the worst thing that you can do, because if you're not making changes and you're not giving the, the ultimate customer experience to your end customers, as well as your people that work internally, um, you're going to start to, you're still going to start to see cracks around the edges. And by the time you morph and shift, your competition is three times ahead. So like, you know, I brought up the employee thing there, right? So it's something I didn't even mention earlier. It's like, you know, you go back to that example of, I have a company, I have all these different systems. I, my people in order to work with their customers are going from this system to this system, to this system, this system, trying to help their customers really difficult. The customer comes to your company, whether it's through the website or a phone call, same thing, poor experience. Nobody's happy. Well, if you're an employee at the company and the customer is yelling at you because they've had such a difficult time working with your company, that's a poor experience for your employee and they're going to move on. They'd rather work for a company where they get positive experience. So it's the same kind of problem. So by putting tools and places and consolidating that and making the experience better for your company and your and your both your employees as well as your customer you're going to be better set for the future and if you don't do it your competition's gonna and you're gonna lose customers and employees yeah i i i love it i really really well said you know and and having a systematic approach to improving your data and tech infrastructure based off of the needs of the organization whether it be retention or customer satisfaction or marketing needs but full circle i mean that's where where the world's headed right now we all got forced online we're still online i'm very very <laughs> hopeful about the future as as we all are it, it'll be fine everybody as as we move forward on some level i know it will um but but you no matter what, more where we go, this stuff's important. This is where we're at. This is where we're going to be. And and Randy, um, you know, thank you so much for sharing some knowledge uh, today. If people would like to find out more about you and find out more about Five P, where can they go? You could go directly to our website if you'd like. That's uh, www.5pconsulting.biz. You can find me on LinkedIn under Randy Jasinski, or you can uh, also reach out directly to me. It's I'll, my email is R J A S I N S K I 
at 5pconsulting.biz. You might want to like put that like in writing or something because nobody gets my last name right. So. <laughs> yeah, well, um, and also if anybody has any questions for Randy, go ahead and leave them in the comments uh, when this video is up on YouTube. We'll be happy to ping him and get some answers for you on all your IT stuff. Randy, thank you so much for taking the time today. We really appreciate it. Thanks for sharing knowledge and uh, have a great day. We'll see you soon. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Jenna. It was great.